Offering bundled products is quite simply one of the most important things you could do when running an online store. Bundles are so effective that it's one of the few things that's on every single product page on Amazon. Why? Because it works! The easiest way to add powerful and flexible bundle options to your store is the Bold Bundles app. It's become my favorite bundle app. I recently learned it's one of the few on Shopify that doesn't duplicate products or variants and doesn't rely on coupon codes either, so it doesn't mess up your inventory. Every store has a different idea of how they want to offer bundles. Bold Bundles can handle them all. It could do traditional group bundles, BOGO bundles, even no discount, you may also like bundles. The coolest thing though, at least according to me, is the combo product. Bold lets you create a virtual product that represents the bundle, so you can edit the product just like any other in your store, but when a customer adds it to the cart, Bold Bundles adds all the products in the bundle at whatever discount you set. It's seamless. So if you want to add bundles to your Shopify store and increase your average order value in the process, I highly recommend the Bold Bundles app. And as a listener of the unofficial Shopify podcast, Bold is offering it to you free for two months. Just go to kurtelster.com bold, and you can install it from there to get your exclusive offer. kurtelster.com bold. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, makers of SEO Meta Manager, have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores, like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search order lookup in the App Store. I don't think the golf clap helps. Speaking of golf, I got great news. Which is? There's a new Mario Golf game coming out for Switch. I'm so excited. It hasn't been a new one on home consoles since Mar- since GameCube. Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. <laughs> so I take it you're a big Mario Golf fan. I'm a huge Mario Golf fan. Hate golf. Golf should not exist. It's a horrible sport. It uses up public <laughs> lands. God. It wastes a ton of water. Golf should literally uh, be illegal. I'm not hearing this. <laughs> golf should literally be illegal. However, Mario Golf, excellent. All right, Paul at eCycle.com <laughs> is where you want to send that hate mail. No, I mean that's actually it's a it's a fairly mainstream thought in a lot of circles. All right, let's do a lot of NPR, but I have not been turned on to this one yet. Uh, are you on Clubhouse? Uh, yeah, I have a question for you about mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So as I understand it, Clubhouse is just an endless series of conference calls made by people you don't know and you have to listen in on. Yes. That is the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. Uh, like, it, put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> I don't. It's like, all right, gun to your head. You, are you going to join Clubhouse? No, just pull the trigger. Yeah, it's just like, you want to, hey, you, you want a cool thing that you could like do in your downtime? Okay, yeah, what's that? Uh, conference calls. <laughs> you, you could do like 10 conference calls a day. Just sit on them. Oh, wow. Can't so, wait. Uh, I, I agree with your analysis <laughs> and your sentiment, but Clubhouse is blowing up. People love it. And I don't think it 
I don't think it would be anywhere near what it is if it weren't for the pandemic and people being isolated is my guess. Yeah. But it's a little cool in the same way that Twitter was you know, seven years ago where you could tweet at Ice-T and he'd reply. Yeah, Shaq, yeah. Yeah, like you could reply, you could actually access celebrities in this thing. Um, and that's what's going on with Clubhouse a little bit. Uh, so I I was on a, pan, a moderated panel for Clubhouse on Monday night. It was cool. And... I made this joke. I said, but you know, my clients are, they're always trying to challenge me with uh, creative promos. And it's like, you know, it's gotta be like, well, it's a BOGO free gift with purchase only on orders over $50. And if the moon is at a full moon, there's an extra 10% off. And at which point S Shopify founder, CEO, Tobias Lutke joins the panel and said, I just had to join. That was really funny because moon phase was part of the Shopify script spec for <laughs> the reason you described. Oh God. And I was like, wow, that was a hundred percent a joke. I did not realize it was cool to just like, suddenly we got access to, to Toby Lutke for, and he stuck around for uh, probably about half an hour. Now the problem is those, those clubhouse, they're not recorded. They don't end up anywhere. That content just disappears into the ether. Into the ether. So wait, did, did they implement the moon phase? Was it uh, only in a spec? Was it actually implemented? It sounds like that's actually in there. I mean, because I think we gotta do some full moon blowouts. <laughs> it seemed that way. That was my impression. Okay, so last time you and I talked on this show, we discussed uh, questions from our members, and that episode went really well. Oh, and good. Also produced a whole bunch of micro social content for me, which I really like. I know. So I kind of love doing these Q&A episodes. That's the reason we do the YouTube video. It's not for the full-length 45-minute YouTube video, which has maybe like 200 views. Well, oh, you know what? The most recent one? 300 views. Wow. Wow. Moving on up. But like to put that in perspective, the podcast, in seven days, an episode, a new episode gets oh. downloads. Oh, spread that around. That's and top 10%. We no, I said we get 30,000. Oh. <laughs> That's, he meant to say we get 30,000 a day. I would, that would put us in top 1%. A day. It's us and Joe Rogan. <laughs> One, two. Well, you know, depending on the day. <laughs> so, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, a.k.a. Tech Nasty. Tech Nasty. I'm joined by my business partner and lead developer of many years, Paul Rita. Do, who, I, get, do I get a nickname? Do you get a nickname? What? Well, you can't give yourself a nickname. It's, just, it's like Tech Chubby. Tech Chubby? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we'll get something. We'll ask the community. Uh, and you, my my lead developer, my producer, my co-host, I am your mechanic. I just put air in your tires. You did. Yeah, that's my job. Uh, and today we are doing a part two AMA, Ask Me Anything, from our Facebook group, the unofficial Shopify Podcast Insiders. Because I enjoyed that episode so much, we hadn't done an AMA in about two months. And, well, I want to do another one. And, so Yeah, and we're hoping to truck through these so we can... Fill in enough time to do another teardown uh, because I'm sick of hearing Kurt talk about nugs. So we need to try and, <laughs> you know, it's, if you have kids, it's all about redirecting. And we're going to try to redirect Kurt away from nugs. Yeah, don't tell store. me no nugs. <laughs> Just be like, hey, wouldn't it be fun <laughs> to talk about this other thing? <laughs> okay, I'll try it. All right, you get two choices. You can go to bed or you can look at a different website. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Except, yes. This strategy works on my three-year-old and me. <laughs> Let's open, well, Paul, read us our, our first question. Here. Uh, CJ Flood. In the last AMA episode, you said that in the zero to 100K revenue stage, it's all about messaging and positioning. When developing that, how do you come up with and then test without giving your audience feeling like they're on Space Mountain? 
So yeah, if you're just like, I don't know what my messaging is. And it I, keeps changing. It keeps changing. You're just whiplashing them. Uh, I don't know. So I thought this was a good I think question. You probably got a decent, I mean, you're smart. You probably got a halfway decent idea to begin with. Yeah. And I think you're, you could move from your halfway decent initial idea and you're just tweaking it. I yes. think, I mean, you're not being like, you know, this is for 16 year old e-girls and then being like, oh, you know what? I totally screwed that up. It's, it's for, for 50 yeah. year old divorced dads. <laughs> yes. That's what it, yeah, I totally. Yeah, you're wrong. right. It isn't that it's there. <laughs> You're not, you're not, if you have to lurch wildly into something where it is different problem, product, and audience entirely, okay, that's just a new brand. Yeah. That's not changing your positioning. So we're talking about changing your positioning. It's really more about refining it. Because the thing I find is uh, early on, and probably rightfully so, people go really broad with it. And when we talk about like, find your positioning, find your positioning, it's more about narrowing it down focusing it until finally you get it where it feels like this is laser focused and that's when things really start to sing and you start getting word of mouth because it's easy for people to think of you and then recommend you yeah you're not uh, you're not like changing the, it's like a dartboard like you know you're not changing the dartboard you're not moving over to a different board your general idea is you're just like, I just want to hit the dartboard. That's all I care about. I'm on the board. And then as you refine it and figure it out, then you start aiming for the bullseye more. That's what the refinements become is aiming for the bullseye. It's not completely shifting everything. So we could, you could do it like, you could say, all right, I sell car parts. All right. Well, now I sell, I, I noticed that aftermarket parts sell better than replacement parts. So now I, I, my focus is aftermarket car parts. Well, I noticed within that it's definitely more domestic cars. All right, so now I sell domestic aftermarket car parts. You know what? It's actually, now that I look at it, uh, Ford, Mustang, and F-150 are my top sellers. You know what? I sell parts for Ford F-150s and Mustangs. That's, that's the evolution we're talking about when we, when we say we're evolving positioning. Well, and in terms of messaging, I mean, to go back to our classic example, which was on a store that sold uh, replacement straps for Rolex watches, it was just like, you know, replacement straps for Rolex watches and, you know, uh, customize your Rolex. Customize your Rolex. Yeah, make your Rolex look different and cool. And it was like that's fine. And then when we pulled the user base, we found out that it was actually they the favorite thing that they liked was they were protecting the original strap so they could wear their Rolex every day with like our aftermarket strap. And then if they wanted to bust out the classic strap, it was still nice because it hadn't been worn every single day. Yes. So it was like we focused on that. And that led to additional product development. Like, yeah. okay, let's sell uh, a case for the the original bracelet that you're not wearing. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like that didn't negate the previous messaging or positioning. It just refined it. I mean, no one who was getting, no one who was there that whole time and got, it was subjected to like all that, those levels of messaging really, it wasn't like whiplash or anything. Let's move to Christian Baldi Garcia's question. Yes. He says, I'm struggling to find topics and things to talk about in our weekly email. What topics can I put in there without always being salesy? And high level, what should be my weekly email content strategy? Uh, hmm. I think it's whatever you did this week. I mean, if, if you follow our idea of like, you're the brand and you're the person messaging, like, what's the stuff you had to deal with this week in maintaining the brand? It could be. So that's behind the scenes content. Yeah. Behind the scenes content is really good. Because it comes across as honest and authentic and engaging. So I like BTS content a lot. 
Um, yeah, I shortened behind the scenes to BTS. Okay, you can't do that, though. You're right. That's that huge K-pop band. <laughs> that's that K-pop band. Can't do that. Actually, my 11-year-old was like, uh, hey, uh, what's BTS? And it's because it's 11. like... He's He's supposed to know. He knew. I think he was just like feeling it out. Be like, is it cool to like BTS? <laughs> so, but I asked my 38-year-old dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm the judge of what's cool. Yeah, right. Be like, let me tell you who's cool, kids. Jackie Gleason. <laughs> Love him. Uh, that would be more his mom. That's would come my, back with that one. That's what my kids would ask me, and I'd be like, Jackie Gleason's awesome. You know, you could do worse than Jackie Gleason. He's a very underrated actor. Okay, so I like, you, looking at your, it, what's going on in your business, that BTS content, that one's good. Uh, so you can also uh, recycle content. I think that's an underutilized strategy. No one is going, no one has seen all of your content. And of the people who have seen your content, chances are they don't remember it. So you can recycle content. You can reuse stuff that's uh, evergreen on those times where you're, you're a little slow. I would also encourage you, uh, go back through customer service stuff. Like, FA, uh, what are common questions? You could turn those into articles. You know, um, I, I like the idea of it's not everyone gets the same email every week or however often you do it. I like more the idea of it's a drip campaign. A sh- I've heard this called a shadow newsletter. Oh, God. So it's like a scheduled drip campaign. Like, so you figure out 52 emails or whatever, however you want to do it, or like 40 different emails. And then the day they sign up or whenever they sign up, they get started on email number one. So you got this cl- this person's on email number one, this person's on email number 30. It's all depending on when they signed up. And it's a, just a one long holistic sequence that you've already pre-figured out. You don't have to do this That's thing. your best of. That's your best of. You don't have to do this thing where every week you're like, fuck, I got to send out an email and it's going to go to like 2,000 people. Jesus, I got to think something. I got to figure something out right now. Yes. No, you could, uh, that evergreen content, you could put it into a, a drip series or a shadow newsletter. I actually do this. I've, it's my best of it's mm-hmm. like, here's 50 best of emails that you, when you sign for that newsletter, you will start getting those once a week regularly. And then in addition to that, if I feel like sending it out a new, a timely newsletter that week, you'll get that on Tuesday. So the, the shadow newsletter can never send on Tuesday. So I know Tuesday is my safe space to send a, a more timely newsletter. Um, or I could pause the drip campaign easily. That helps a lot where if I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't have the content or I just don't feel like it. It's not the end of the world. I remain top of mind. Uh, the other thing I like is using, it, is leveraging other people's content if it's topical. So a good example I saw from Vex Latex. Uh, Vex who sells uh, latex costumes, costume latex couture wear. And they had a, in their newsletter today, which was like, hey, our sale's ending soon. And have you seen Beyonce's latex outfit? on the cover of whatever, but is it really latex? We decide, and like they wrote an article in which they're like, I, we don't necessarily think that this is latex. I believe it was vinyl. Oh, damn them. Oh, don't get that. Like for people up, how dare they? What I have learned is the people who are into latex are very into latex. I'm into latex paint. They can be uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We'll move on. It's too sexy. Too sexy. No. (laughs) Uh, Clifford has a couple of questions for you, Paul. You personally, yeah, what's your favorite minor league team? Uh, it's more a question of the logos. I just like the design. You just like the brands. I just like the brands. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Montgomery Biscuits, who are the double A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. 
They have their mascot, Monty Biscuit, who is an anthropomorphic biscuit. He's got big googly eyes, and his mouth's open. He's so happy. He's like, ah! And his tongue is a pad of butter, and he's so cute. And I... but and unfortunately, in a lot of their more recent uh, stuff, uh, the, there's not a lot of the full Monty Biscuit experience. <laughs> so I'm a little disappointed in that. The full Monty Biscuit experience. That's very good Mon- work. Love Monty Biscuit. Uh, I have seen your Monty Biscuit t-shirt many times. <laughs> I'm familiar. It's funny, like I don't know much of anything about sports, but I'll, when I see minor league baseball teams logos, I get excited. <laughs> like Monty Biscuits, the isotopes. <laughs> yeah, they've all gone too far, though. It isotopes was like, was like you're like, oh, it's over. No, the isotopes was cool. No, it's the the rock. There's a, I think it's in Colorado. Well, there's the. I I don't uh, you know what I'm not sure where it is. It's something involving the space, but it's like it's the Rocket City Trash Pandas, and it's like a raccoon <laughs> in a garbage can that's also a rocket ship, and it's just like you know what? If every minor league logo is weird, none of them are weird. Okay, so yeah, it's like, because that's like just the cost of entry. It's just it's all just gotten way too out there, and I'm kind of like mm. I was thinking about switching over to minor league hockey, but the minor league hockey stores are all just horrendous. Uh, and his follow-up question, which is related to websites, <laughs> not minor league baseball. What is the number one mistake you see in working on websites, Paul Rita? Uh, I'm going to go with your, num- I'm going to go with number one is meaning most common and not worst. Most common. And yeah. I'm going to go with your top pet peeve, which is a bad navigation. Oh, that makes whole, me insane. That shop drop down. I, I was on some store earlier this week and I saw it and it was like, here's our navigation home shop drop down about us privacy policy <laughs> like pictures of my dog you know just <laughs> it's just like what is the point of this is the point i know of when you see that that the really terrible main menu it's immediate red flag <laughs> that you really hoping, are an amateur i was hoping for the okay that's loud i was hoping for the ew oh so well i didn't i was on the wrong screen for that <laughs> you gotta bear with how many are on one screen there's too many. Ew. Yeah. How many are on one screen? Okay. I have six banks of sound effects and there are eight on each. All right. So you can't narrow it down to the top eight. I need to, but the way the soundboard software works, once you put the wave file on there, you can't just like get it back or rearrange them. You have to reload it. Oh, that's not and good. And as you, you joke, oh, I, I cruise the computer form. Well, they're just, you're half right. They're just from all over the place. Yeah, it's I like know. wherever I can get them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing is the, is the bad navigation that navigation should have four or five elements on it all of them are collections yeah is like this some... a collection or product no then it doesn't belong in your main menu yeah and that will following that rule will wildly simplify your navigation i hate a shop drop down i hate it so much and if you have to use your uh, drop downs and it's just you have a big catalog or just not feasible um do a card sort exercise write down all the collections uh, your your navigation elements on index cards, throw them on the floor, your dining room table, whatever, and arrange them. Just staring at it in a list in Shopify, you're never going to get it right. You need to see it laid out, and you need to be able to rearrange it and play with it. That's When a menu gets too crazy, that's how I do it. And if you want to see that one in action, uh, check out asutra.com. That's the result of a card sort exercise. Yeah, and, they, and I mean, and then one, have your navigation all be shopping. Two, have the drop downs that will be in that navigation be mega menus that have even more content in them. Uh, Courtney Powell Hartman wants to know, what do you do when you're straight up uninspired? I like this question. Funny that she should ask that. Cause that's how I feel the last month or two. Cause I'm just like dunzo. 
the yeah it's been we have we have stuck to the quarantine yeah. we've stayed inside and it's rough yeah it's like i'm done with the quarantine uh in chicago we have had so the famous record snow in chicago was 79 and we have had in the last three weeks more and the 79 snow all occurred in like 72 hours we've had more snow than 79 in the last three weeks but every day the high has been like 10 degrees so the snow never goes away it's just, it's just there piling being crunchy piling. and icy yeah and it's like every three days you got to dig yourself out again and so it's just that's been a nightmare it's been a real slog yeah and so then it's like and then i had my surgery where i like couldn't eat or like do anything so i'm just like i'm done like every no offense to you i love our business i love our clients but every time kurt sends me an email that's like hey could you do this one five minute task i'm like i want to die <laughs> like i can't do it anymore uh i have those i certainly have those days as well in those moments i think number one is is be kind to yourself and don't force it yeah like if you the more you beat yourself up about not working the less likely you are to start working yeah you just feel crappy you're just making yourself feel crappier so uh, it, I think everybody struggles with, with this from time to time. So I call, I lovingly refer to this as my man cycle. There are just some, there's just productivity is on a sine wave, right? And, you know, it's with like the seasons and the weather and there's so many factors that could change it. And so you, you kind of have to lean into it um, and set yourself up for it where you know, like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to, some days, all right, I just want to do one thing today. Oh, I want to do three things. I want to do five things. Mm -hmm. But on the day where you only want to do one, don't try to make yourself do five because you'll end up doing nothing. You'll just procrastinate the whole time. Uh-huh. And, but I also find like, okay, starts. So if you're being kind to yourself, start small. Just like, all right, I've got one task. I'm going to break that down into one five-minute chunk. I'm just going to do it. And often I find if I could just start on the littlest thing, then I start to go and I start to get motivated. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think, it, I think a big thing is like making lists, just make a list of the things you got to do today. I live and die by lists. And the, but the list of things you got to do today should be so absolutely minor. It should be like micro things of like made a sandwich and ate lunch, like took a shower. Like, I'm not kidding. And just on the weekends, I do that. Just give yourself, there's like that little endorphin rush of like checking something off your list. So just make your list so comically micro that you're checking shit off all the time. And it makes you feel better. I love the book, uh, Every Tool is a Hammer by Adam Savage, because at least two chapters, not one, but two, are love letters to list to lists and list making and the power of lists. Um, so it, all right, if the question is about like creativity and getting inspired, uh, I think find the things that you think are fun that inspire you. Like I purposefully, because I believe in the power of fun to empower creativity, I have surrounded myself literally here. Mm -hmm. There are toys around us in this entire room um, with things that I, I think are fun, that spark joy for me. And that also makes it feel less like work and more like play. And then that, that really helps fuel productivity. Yeah, and I think the last thing is just like focus on the reward. You know, the thing that gets me out of it is like, I don't want to do this thing. I'm done. I don't care. Why am I, why do I have to do this? I don't care about it. It's like, you know why you have to do it? Cause they'll pay you money. And yeah. The like, money is the, it's just like, the money okay. is the reward. It's just like, I'll do it for the money. Like just sometimes just do it for the money. Like who cares? You sometimes I do it. Cause I want to see what happens. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I will say, I go, all right, what would I rather be doing? It's like, Oh, I want to go play, play VR. Okay. If you could complete this task by X time, then you have permission to go play VR. I'll literally say that to myself. 
and it works mm-hmm. because I know if I were to skip the thing then and go do the VR, I'd feel too guilty to enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I've immediately hosed myself with that statement. So then I do the thing, then I play VR, and I feel great about it. Yeah, like, not everything has to be, like, happy fun time. I'm so inspired. I love my job. My job is, like... Sometimes you just got to do the work. My job is, like, fun for me. Like, it's not. Just it's, yeah. Just do it, because it's like, well, I got to do it, because I'm an adult, and I got to do it, and I'm going to make money. So there you go. I'm doing it for the money. Who cares? A little bit of you stress can help as well. Yeah. A little bit of, like... All right, I'm I'm a little worried. I need to meet the meet this deadline. That could be the motivation as well, too. It's like sometimes you just got to be Michael Caine and go be in Jaws four. <laughs> you know that's that's why Michael Caine couldn't pick up his Oscar. Why? He won the Oscar in for Hannah and Her Sisters, and he was not at the Oscars because he had to be shooting Jaws four. Was he contractually obligated to shoot Jaws 4? Yeah, I mean, he signed the contract to be like, I have to go shoot Jaws 4, and that happened to overlap with the Oscars. So then when he won the Oscar, he wasn't there. He oh, jeez. Poor guy. No, well, the famous line is, I, he's like, I've never seen Jaws 4. <laughs> However, I've seen the house it built, and it's lovely. <laughs> that's a good story. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, that really speaks to just do the work. Imagine if you just did the work. <laughs> All right, Lucas Walker asks, what's the number one recommendation you make for non-plus stores? And then he wrote checkout customizations. So none? Because you can't? Because it's a non-plus store? Assuming that by pl- not, non-plus... I, let's just rephrase this question. My number one recommendation <laughs> for everyone, regardless of the size of their store, for non-plus stores, we'll say, is talk to your customers. Because if I compare plus stores and non-plus stores, the plus stores have a really clear idea of who their customers are, then that enables them to make really good content that those customers appreciate. Hold on, an an offer here has arrived from our newest sponsor. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15%? Well, you could stage a PR stunt where you launch an employee into space, or you could just use Zipify one-click upsell. Created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store and trusted by over 8,100 Shopify merchants, one-click upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. So you can make a traditional and effective pre-purchase upsell right from the shopping cart or make post-purchase upsells immediately after a customer completes their order. And with mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions and built-in split testing for maximizing your results, it's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $139 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install it, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. So to start your free 30-day trial, go to Zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Kurt, K-U-R-T. And once you're there, to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. And back to the show. Brent Godkin, how would you go about showing different site content to visitors depending on where they come from, i.e. Facebook visitors see one mad masthead and organic traffic sees a different masthead, what tool would you use? Can you do it by refer? You can. So, all right, this is a really advanced one. Um, he's talking about personalization, on-site personalization. Mm-hmm. And on-site personalization, you could do it based on, like, they're cookied and we know... What, uh, it's like if they're logged in users, that's easy. Then it's easy. You can do that all day. If they're tied to like, usually it's tied to your CRM. Like Clavio, if they're on the site and they're a Clavio visitor and they subscribed and they haven't cleared cookies, then we know exactly who they are. And so 
Um, or in this case, he's saying, well, do it by refer traffic. Well, the refer traffic, you could probably code that into the theme with liquid. I wonder if you could, if you could check refer. If you could check refer in liquid, you could write this as a theme feature. Well, you talked about it like you knew how to do it. Okay. Well, I was thinking out loud, but <laughs> all right. The way to do it is it, you need personalization software. There's only a handful. There's not many. And the only one I know of that is like really tightly integrated e-commerce is dynamic yield. And that thing is powerful. So if anything can do on-site personalization based on refer, it's this software called dynamic yield. And it is cool. I have not had the demo, but we had a few clients who used it and did some interesting stuff with it. Uh, yeah. And you could do it by location, but unfortunately you have to pay for that generally by a number of lookups where, you know, they get, right. they get like, there's a piece of JavaScript and then there's like a library that checks where they're coming we from. We do geolocation. So yeah, like, all right, people, only people in California see Prop 65 warnings. Yeah, that's that the, kind of that's thing. the main one. And also ones where it's like, if they're international, we can be like, no free shipping for you. And, yeah, you know, we've done that. Or the free shipping bar only shows if you're in the US. Mm -hmm. Marta S asks, what's the best way to implement cross-sell strategy to increase average order value with food and beverage? Beyond installing an app, more the methodology of looking at which products and determining why, how, and best to experiment. Well, they're actually, they're, all right, so there's an app called Bold Brain that will do the data analysis for you and make recommendations. Um, in Shopify, there is a report in your analytics called, um, called uh, cart analysis, I believe, or in cart analysis, something to that effect. But anyway, it just shows you in the last 30 days, here's what has been added to cart together, what percent of time. So right away, you know, um, you could just figure this out uh, in a data-driven way. But all right, if we want to go more meta, I would say sell bundles like Tacticalories does, tacticalories.com, Casey oh, Bart. yeah, yeah. And the way he does it is, like I bought this wing sauce I love. He goes, hey, you could buy one or you could buy three and get free shipping. So one, your bundles could just be more of the same thing. Yeah. That's so overlooked. So few people do that. One pack, you get one pack, three pack, gallon jug. Boom. Especially like food and beverage. Yes, like exactly. Sell, it's like sell them a 12 pack. Or you do it by group. Four pack. So he's like, has all these different seasonings. He'll go, this is the veggie lovers pack. And it's like, here's just three seasonings that are great for veggies. Here's beef. It like just breaks it down that way. So bundle your products. If it's food related, you know, bundle it by the, the type of food they're making. Or like the kind of chef they are. You, you figure it out. Just look at what people are buying and what stuff naturally groups together. Because they don't know to buy it until you tell them in some cases. So it's nice to have the bundle just so I don't have to think about it. Uh, J.D. Denholm. Oh, that's another good name. I think when we do this q and I have to pick like who wins with the best name. And I'm my vote is J.D. Denholm. He's like a mystery author. Yeah. That's, that name's so good. You're like, is that even real? Like Stone Phillips? Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer. His name is Wolf Blitzer. Really? Yeah. No way. I'm not kidding. Huh. Uh, still suspicious. Worst player in Celebrity Jeopardy history. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a great, if you Google the screenshot, he's at like negative 5,000. He's terrible. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. I had no idea. All right. JD Denholm. What is, what is JD asking? Uh, what's the one piece of advice you would wish everyone using Shopify had when starting out? There's definitely a theme to this episode. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of starter stuff. I don't know. Stack the bricks. Stack the bricks. Yeah. I like stack the bricks. Do the work. Yeah. Just uh, laser focus that positioning. Yeah. Figure It's just like every day, just every day, try to be smarter than you were the day before, but you just, you're going to have to do that for a lot of days. Every day with every problem you go, what would someone smarter than me do? And oftentimes that is the answer. I don't get how that would work. 
it works on me. Because if I can, if, if, if the smart idea exists in my head for me to think through that problem, then the idea was already in my head. Exactly. It's about permission setting. Oh, right. Most people are their own worst enemy. That question is set up to let you get out of your own way. Oh, that's what, get out of your own way. There you go. Yeah. I think there's, uh, you know, no, no, the thought escaped me. It's just like, don't, I, I mean, to me, you know, my, one of my hobby horses is like, don't have an ego. Go to where the success like takes you. Yeah. It's like, if this is not being successful, like go do something else. Like, don't just keep trying to like, I'm just going to keep digging. There's going to be success down here eventually. <laughs> we've had, yeah, we've had a successful business now for seven years. But the previous four years were just a series of mind-bending failures. Well, no. N well. They weren't mind-bending failures. It was just like. It's like, this doesn't work it well It wasn't enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It, this doesn't work. It's like, okay, the engine runs a little better now, but it's still not good enough. And it's like, all right, okay, well, what part of this works? What doesn't? All right, swap out this part that doesn't work. Yeah. And all right, let's try this positioning, this model, uh, this billing practice, you know, this marketing yeah. channel. It doesn't work. It, and it's it's you just keep running through that cycle and that's where we get the phrase stacking the bricks is you, a house is not built overnight it's brick by brick until suddenly you turn around and go oh man there's a house here mm -hmm. um and a, a business is no different unless you got a money a lot of money from jaws four <laughs> paid a bunch of guys to do it <sighs> i wish i had some some jaws sound effects <laughs> but i don't you don't in your 40 I do. sounds you don't have the jaws theme well you talked about wolf blitzer jeopardy i have the jeopardy ding <laughs> Uh, and of course, you know, when you're counting your jaws for money. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, Daniel Mendez asks, what does Kurt's customer survey contain that he always sends out to the previous customers? I know the answer to this. Let's hear it. It's why did you buy this? Yes. Oh, it's, it's what would you say to someone who you were recommending this product to and contained within that answer is the reason they bought it? Yes. All right. How... To who I want to know who buys this product, but I can't ask them who they are. To who would you recommend this product? I'm sorry, to whom? For the grammar uh, aficionados out there, to whom would you recommend this product? And then they're going to describe themselves. Yes, excellent. Because if I'm like Paul, describe yourself. You're like, well, you know, I'm a guy in Chicago, and I like Italian beefs uh, and MLB logos. Like that's not going to help me. But if you're like, hey, who would you recommend this air compressor to? You'd be like, uh, people with cars? I don't know. All right, that wasn't a great example. Um, I don't think you know me very well. <laughs> I know. I, I think that was a very surface-level reading of me. <laughs> uh, you know what? We're not doing this right now. Save it for couples therapy. Save it for couples therapy. Don't wear your Bluetooth headset during couples therapy again. I wasn't. I was listening to the big game. Yeah. <laughs> big game. <laughs> That's it. You've offended me. I'm leaving in my electric car. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So my, my favorite questions, I want to know number one, what type of person do you think would benefit most from your know, brand? And that one is to reveal how they describe themselves, how they see themselves. And I want to know, did you recommend this to anyone? Yes. No. Okay. Does it have word of mouth? Are people satisfied? And you can also ask them directly. What's the primary benefit? What'd you get out of this? How did this help you? And that's to so you could string that together into a positioning statement. Like, you know who, who they would recommend it to. So that's your target audience. And you know why they bought it. Okay, that's probably, if you work backwards, that's the pain or problem your product solves. The other one I like is if you want to uncover objections, you ask, um, before you received your product, 
what was your biggest concern about it? And that one's really good because then they'll tell you essentially like what, what objections you need to bust on your site better. Mm. And I don't have a good example for that. Well, it could be like, you know, I was worried it wouldn't fit, but all right. So then you make sure you're like, Hey, here's our size guide. Here's our return and exchange policy. So you know to lead with that so that people are less concerned about size and fit issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, all right, I would like to do a teardown. Cool. And I want it to be super fun. So let's do Star Trek. <laughs> don't know about that. Do not know about that. All right, well, let me try again. Uh, let's do Star Trek. Still Did not, I get right? Still no. not right. Uh, and the official Star Trek store is on Shopify, not to be confused with the official Gene Roddenberry store, which uh, installed a couple of our apps, and we were excited by that. They did. I was very excited. Okay, let's head to shop.startrek.com. I'm going to shop.startrek.com on my desktop device. Oh, and this store was done by Snow Commerce, who was the same company that stole the minor league baseball store out from underneath me that I decided in my mind I was going to do. I was going to say, uh, that's quite the retelling of events. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're my nemesis. I say, you know, I don't think they know who you are. Yeah. Well, that's nemesis can work that way. The uh, Joker was stewing stuff before Batman knew who the Joker was. Oh, good point. Okay. Yeah. See, works out. All right. Star Trek shop. Shop. The official Star Trek shop. Uh, and, Check out this menu. Top it is menu. operated by Snow Commerce Inc. Yeah. Check out this top menu. All things involving shopping. Shop by series. Love that idea. You're probably going to the store and you're like, I want DS9 stuff. Get that lower decks crap out of here. This is, this is them only. knowing their audience. Yeah. So good job, Snow Commerce. Uh, collections, shop by product, which is, that's pretty crazy. And then bestsellers. I love having bestsellers. Because I think a lot of people that go to your store... They kind of know what they want, but they're not sure. And then they sometimes hit. I want you to tell me, get me started, and then I'll start exploring it more. Yeah, like if you give me the best sellers, that's generally a good idea of like what's the actual best thing on the store, especially when it's a big catalog. I'm gonna go to collection slash all. I'm t- yeah, this is a huge catalog. I'm telling collection you slash all. It'll dump out all the products. Okay, they've got sorting on here. One thousand three hundred thirty-five products in this store. Yeah. And yet, their menu is not a complete disaster. So it's possible to have a lot of items, a big catalog, and have a totally sane menu. And they do a lovely mega menu with images. I think it looks really nice. Uh, Okay, so what are we shopping for today on Star Uh, Trek Shop? Well, I know you're a pure only TNG guy. so I am. TNG's my jam, and that's it. Deep Space Nine is probably better from an overall artistic standpoint. Uh, I don't know. Let's look at the TNG collection. Okay. So this, a great example of knowing their audience and making it easy. I've chosen the shop by series drop down, and I'm just going to write in there. Star Trek, the next generation. I see my boy, Jean-Luc shop collection. And lo and behold, it takes me right to a lovely collection. It's got a hero image in the collection that looks like the image I just clicked on. Uh, no collection description, but I don't think one is necessary unless there's some like really common objection. I feel like this left hand, uh, their filtering could be better. They're filtering. It's like product categories. That doesn't, that kind of helps. Well, series that doesn't help at all. We know my guess is for the collection sorting, they're not using an app. This is built into the theme. So you're pretty limited in what you could do unless you want to go like insane with collection templates. Yeah. 
So, so what if, re- really what they want to do is they want to install the an app called Product Filter and Search. By Booster. By Booster. They which don't is sponsor like, us. I don't really have an affiliation to them, but man, their support is so good and that app is so good. That app is great. We use it on a ton of stores. We love it. Their support is spectacular. Anytime we have a problem, it's solved in 24 hours. Yes. Like if you have any sort of catalog with like a couple hundred products in it, install this app immediately. Yeah, because then you get the really... Because they could have sorting on the left side of this where it would be a lot more granular. Um, it'd be like, all right, do you want, uh, show me price range stuff or like set price ranges. Show me, I could break it down by product type because they've got like shirts and glassware and masks and all kinds of stuff in here. Yeah. Um, and show me uh, like, all right, here's a, stuff that's you could have personalized. Yes, no. So that you could really, really um, clean this up because even... We're going down into just the the next generation collection. There's still almost 300 products in here. Yeah, and it's just like a, and it's so widely varied. I mean, I right at the top, we got we got a T-shirt, we got a coffee mug, we got a face mask, we got a Picard decal for your car, we got pint glasses, we got hats. Like honestly, I would set the even the easiest way out of this, like just immediately, would be if they had set the default sorting to best selling, because when you do that then suddenly it makes more sense. And the first thing is this really cool. I think it, I love it. Um, a uh, face mask, a face like a mask, uniform. but looks like the Star Trek uniform, uh, Chateau Picard, wine glasses, Chateau Picard hoodies that look like you went to, you visited this fictional place. I re- truly, I really love their, this raglan uh, Chateau Picard hoodie. I think it's great. I do like this thing. They got fast ship item down there. Like, uh, I would like a better definition of what exactly what that means. Well, and I think that, yeah, it does say fast ship item. The danger there is it implies everything else is slow ship. ship. Yeah, you're like, well, the other things are six to eight weeks. Which, okay, if it were like, um, my guess is that is leftover from the holidays. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's probably where people were worried about shipping it. So they were saying, all right, here's the items you could, this is, could also be a merchandising strategy. Like, all right, here's the stuff we got to move. Yeah, Just market fast ship. I clicked on the Picard uh, wine glass. It's uh, five to seven business days for your order to ship. Due to current events, some shipments and deliveries may be delayed. We appreciate your patience, blah, blah, blah. Man, five to seven business days before it hits yeah, it's the two mail. Weeks. That's That also could be thumbs, expectation setting. Down. Where I order it, I get it three days later. And I'm like, wow, they really nailed it. All right, go back, scroll down. I, I also want to know if they got Quick View turned on. We generally do not like Quick View because I don't think you're gonna, especially on apparel, you're not gonna use it. It's not gonna happen. Well, and it, yeah, and it uh, previously it would like kind of blow up your page load time because it's loading. I'm willing to bet that by this point, some people have, fixed. have I, Quick View in a sane fashion that doesn't wreck your collection page load time. Yeah, the old the old implementations of Quick View were like really bad. In yeah, terms it was of page load loop time. nested nightmares. Yeah. All right. So this page is three megabytes transferred. So All right. There's one product clearly fine. I want you to look at with me. All right. Oh, we should uh, we should run the store through the Google uh, PageSpeed tool. All right. I'm but, just I'll just do the homepage. Do yeah. You run the homepage in the background. The product I want you to look at. You're gonna love it. <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Generation Bluetooth Communicator Badge. Ooh. Isn't that awesome? I gotta scroll down to find it. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. And it makes the noise. What does it do? Well, it's sold out, too. It's sold out, and but they're clever. It's sold out, and they have this huge thing in here. Email me when available. Get notified when this product is back in stock. I'm going to type my email address in here. Mr. Matt Brody, please do not include it in the video. Uh, 
I have signed up for it. And this is, you know, this could be Clavio. This could be uh, back in stock. There's a lot of back in stock uh, alert apps. But if you, the one that's built into the theme in most themes just sends you an email to tell you that someone wants to know, what are you supposed to do with that? You got to have an app to uh, extend it out. Okay. So it's like a Bluetooth speaker that's attached to your shirt. And it chirps. It does chirp, but yeah. it is kind of weird that I guess Siri is like, use uh, it with Siri. I mean, when you have, uh, in our office, we have Alexa to respond, Alexa responds to computer instead of Alexa. So yeah, if you could set up Siri that way to be like computer, what's this? And then it'll speak out through your badge. Okay. That's cool. All right. There are nine, uh, of those Jeff Bezos devices in my house. We can't say her name here. Oh, damn it. She is she who must not be named. <laughs> and. So yeah, th- no, this uh, this thing looks sweet. This product page is very straightforward. They've got a wish list on here, uh, which I like for stuff like this, like especially gift giving. And But then they have social share social buttons. Social share buttons, waste of time. Yeah, and it's right above the description. They do have this fast ship item badge. I like this um, around so, the holidays. I don't know that I like it necessarily makes sense now. Yeah. Oh, they explain the fast ship thing. The fast ship item ship faster than most. It typically takes one business day. So this this product page is, is is clean. It's nice. It's straightforward. It's not winning any design awards. It doesn't have to. But who cares? Yeah, I. I, I this is an eighty dollar Bluetooth. If this were available, I would have bought it on the show right now. I do not want a store that wins design awards. I don't want that because it, it's often at the detriment of usability. Exactly, at usability and confusing people using the store. I want the most streamlined purchasing process. I don't want cool design. Yeah, are you trying to impress your customers or other web designers? Or yeah, or like you're you're trying to make yourself If you want to impress cool. other web designers, that's fine. Just be honest with yourself about it. Exactly. And I love some of those really designy sites. I just know they're not necessarily the best for conversion. Nugs. <laughs> well, Nugs worked on me, so conversion one. Do you see that All store right. that totally ripped off of Nugs? Yeah, but they look they had like no audience. I mean, it was like a, it appeared to be a really tiny store. So like, why, why even bother? I mean, the, yeah, they took, it was just straight up. They copied it. Uh, what is the Google page speed insight store for this massive professional snow commerce, multi-billion dollar franchise? I know that the, the best, the most expensive stores or the highest earning stores often are under 20. They're in the teens. I'm going with 17. Oh, 22, 22. Wow. Mm. You guys give me the mobile versus desktop breakdown, sir. What do I do with that? Oh, there's a thing. Oh, yeah. Mobile's 22. That stands for desktop 71. Okay, I so really still like... in the yellow. I really like the Chateau Picard hoodie. I'm going to buy it. All right. I'm going to buy it on the show. And so it's a... All right, first issue I see here. They've got the color swatch, and it's a custom color swatch. I love that. So many people don't do this. Uh, and then under size, here's a danger option. It defaults to small. So Kurt's really excited about this item. Adds it to cart but doesn't change the size. Now you got to deal with I, with me being annoyed and exchanging it. Mm-hmm. And like, given that these are probably print on demand items, your profit margin's gone. So we got another problem here. There's no size guide. There's no size guide. I don't know which size to get. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I'm generally for clothing. I'm either a two XL or a three XL, but if I get a two XL and their sizing is set up, that it's a three XL. Like, I can't wear it. I'm a barrel-chested freak. I know you are. My chest is 44 inches around. I know. I need the size guide. Because in some of the stuff, I'm in XL. The surgeon made comments to Emily about my gigantic... He said I was very deep. <laughs> oh, God. He's trying to cut into me. He's like, he's big. He's very deep. Oh, my God. 
And she's like, thanks. I need to lie down. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> okay, that's the punchline. <laughs> thanks. Man, do I do a larger? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do an XL. I mean, this is all we have. In product details, we have fit. Long raglan sleeves gives this hoodie a more comfortable fit. This is torturing me. I want this shirt. I don't know what size to buy. I'd get the two because at least if it's a little too big, you're comfy. Well, this is yeah, my system. If it's L and it's too tight, I'm just not wearing it ever. Yeah. If it's XL and it fits, great. If it's XL and it's a little big, eh, pajama shirt. Yeah, I think, and I, you know, it's going to shrink a little bit. Okay. Well, maybe not because it says 50% polyester. You could 25% ran. You could see where I'm really tortured here. Yeah. I don't know. Is it like nerd sizing where it's like too big? Hey. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, uh, what do I do, Paul? Larger XL. You buy the, oh, I, I don't know. You buy a big, the bigger one. Air on the side of bigger, I always I'm going to go with the XL. Okay. So their, their quick view cart, the dynamic checkout buttons are like totally jacked. In their defense. This like, happens on like 80% of stores. This is very typical because the way that Shopify does dynamic checkout buttons, it's just literally one line of code. And then shopify just takes it from there and jams it all in and they kind of change it all the time they're so, tweaking it so you when you apply styles on it so then like, often those break so like you apply styles where you're like all right i put it in and it was kind of jacked up so i had to like move the margins around a little and then they change it so now your margins are like way off and so now it looks even more broken and it's just this constant dance well and the other problem and you is, can't really like get in there and make it all line do up do you nice. have the drawer card open yes you have to scroll down to get to all the options. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, this padding on top. Why is it so huge? There's and they've got so that much... note: shipping taxes, discounts, calculate, checkout. I always like, remove that. Get that out of here. Who cares? Checkout. I rename it. Proceed to checkout. That's not a big deal. But I do like they have a note in here: have a discount code. Continue to checkout to redeem it. You know, people were emailing like, "Where do I put in the coupon code?" And on mobile, the mobile checkout in Shopify, the order summary is collapsed by default, and that's where the coupon code goes. So it creates some confusion. Um, the should I check yeah, out this, in this, their checkout or should I check out with a one of their several mobile options? Shop Pay, Google Pay, well, PayPal, Amazon Pay. I would click checkout, but yeah, this thing this there's a classier drawer inner uh, that's like the beginning of all of the of it's the area where all the products would be. It just has ninety pixels of margin on top of it. All right, I like have no um, I have Honey, a Chrome extension installed. I know you do, and it says we'll test and apply coupons. You love, honey. and it even says high coupon success. All right, I'm applying them. It only has one Trek fan fifteen. Did it work? Let's find out. It worked. <laughs> Sweet. 15% off. Uh, yes, I saved $5.24. Wow. $5.69. Uh, so this is good. I would like to see a little bit. If Are you in the checkout? Yes. Uh, it's good. They got that Star Trek shop official logo. Good job there. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more color changes here. Like the yeah, the shipping button. That's the blue the is very much. It's the default. But they put the logo in. I mean, yeah, most no, people miss that. It's hundred percent good enough. You're fine with it. I'm just saying, if you want to make it just a little bit better. All right. I got shop pay. Also, we got this giant red promo codes. Do not apply to charity products thing. Clearly they were having some issues with that. And you could tell they're on plus based on that. True. I mean, we, I kind of assumed it, but yeah. All right. I, I put in my email address. It's, I got to use shop pay immediately was like, Hey, here's a code. And so to skip me ahead to paying for my item, uh, we will be putting this on my, my MasterCard and pay now. Let's see what the confirmation page looks like. Are you going to do it as a business expense? No, MasterCard. <laughs> that's actually my Apple card. 
Because if I did it as a business expense, I gotta buy you one too. Yeah, no shit. It doubles the cost. <laughs> uh, okay, and then on the um, their order confirmation page, they're not doing anything with it. They do have the option where I can get updates by text, and I could download uh, the track order with Shop app. Uh, those are options in your checkout settings in Shopify to turn those on. But you know, sometimes you see people like, hey, here's an, uh, a post-purchase upsell, or hey, how did you hear about us? Like a survey question. So there's some opportunities to optimize on the order confirmation page. And I don't see those here, but that's not really, that's not a criticism. Just, um, Will you... Um, something I looked for. Go back to the exterior. All right, I'm on their homepage again. All right, put it in mobile sizing. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, there's like too many icons jammed over there. Too many icons jammed where? On the top with like the search and the menu and the shopping cart. Yeah, it's, and it's really close together. You need that breathing room for when I fat finger it. Well, and I'm thinking, I assume they're thinking, all right, so I'm holding my phone. What the hell? They're, I'm holding my phone like this and like I'm holding it in my right hand. Most people are right-handed and I'm using my right thumb. So like stuff on the right side, obviously easier to access. Let's put the menu on the right side. But then they put too much stuff on the right side. Yeah, if it was just spaced out a little better. Yeah, those icons are way too close together. And they have the COVID-19 shipping updates <laughs> in their announcement bar. They have an announcement bar that scrolls through messages, just says two. Um, they do, this is an interesting one. The hero image on the homepage is optimized for mobile versus desktop. It is two different images. Good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, they do see. a lot of side, they do a lot of like side scrolling, scrolling of these which I don't like. I don't like that either. They should Cause just, I'm already scrolling. Just keep the grid. Yeah. Pixels are free. Just let me scroll down. It's fine. They've got uh, holiday specific stuff. There's some St. Patrick's Day things in here. They should have the terrible Irish stereotypes from up the long ladder. I'm not familiar. You don't know where they pick up like the, there's like, it's horrible Irish stereotypes from like the Irish, poor Irish planet that they like have to transport. And there's like the hot daughter that Riker sleeps with. Oh, I have seen this episode. I know what you're talking about. So it's like, oh, Riker getting into trouble. It's a terrible season one episode. Uh, I like they have it. It's this is interesting. It's last. They've personalized products. You can get your own personalized certificate that you graduated from Starfleet Academy. Yeah. Did you get that? <laughs> you got these guys over here. Hang that up in here. Put that up there. See if anyone notices. Uh, there's a, they have 80 personalized products. That's quite a few. And then finally is their safety net on the homepage. Sign up and save. Save 15%. Oh, that's the coupon code I got mm. at checkout. Any interior? This, this site's all shopping. There's no content on here. Well, because, I mean, if you notice that header, they have a link to StarTrek.com in the header. Yeah, that's sure their core well. site. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they have a good thing going where... Well, in the footer, it's cool. It says it's got their other stores. Uh, there's a UK, a localized UK Star Trek store, a Canada store, the main CBS store, and then all these other Viacom stores, Comedy Central, MTV, etc. Connect with us. No, but thank I, you. <laughs> no, I'm good. Well, uh, Snow Commerce did all these. These guys are making bank. Yeah, seriously. They're better than Very us. impressive. They're, they're cooler than us. A little bit. Promotional disco. Yeah, there's no FAQ in here. I don't see that. Well, I mean, there's a blog. Either you want I'm to, surprised by the FAQ and I'm surprised by the lack of size guide. The, the lack of size guide is the biggest. Uh, the blog is empty. Block. There's a link to the blog, but there's nothing in it. <laughs> All right, I think this site is very good. It is very focused uh, and it worked because I ended up, I saw some interesting merchandise and bought it. I just, 
I don't know. It needs size guides. My guy, it sells almost entirely apparel. Yeah, they need a better filtering app and they need size guide. That would yeah. be that would be our recommendations if they ever called us. Other than that, this thing's sweet. They also need to make a Star Trek series that is less serialized and just is throwing stuff up against the wall. I don't think that is the Star Trek shop people's I, I, business. I am telling them my thoughts no matter what. Okay, let's end it there. <laughs> like we nailed this one. <laughs> Building an amazing Shopify store starts with an amazing foundation, a.k.a. your theme. Enter Turbo. Calling it a theme almost doesn't do it justice. Instead, think of it as a rapid prototyping tool for Shopify stores. It is one of the most configurable feature pack themes for Shopify available today. With predictive search, easy mega menus, infinite scrolling collections, and a ton of of page templates. That's a metric ton, not a standard ton, by the way. It's easy to see why it is my own agency's favorite Shopify theme to work with. Not sold yet? Maybe this will help. You can save 20% off Turbo. That's $70 off the sale price of my go-to theme when you visit outofthesandbox.com unofficial and use code KURT20 at checkout. Best of all, try it for two weeks. And if you don't love it, out of the sandbox will give you a full refund. That's right, full refund if you hate it. You've got nothing to lose and a beautiful money-making online storefront to gain. That's K-U-R-T-2-0 at outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.